Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr B. This is season 24 for me and season 20 for Amanda. And this is day 22 of season 92. First, we have to tell you that this is one of another special day in this particular uh, season for us because we are matched up in our regular rundle. Mm-hmm. So this one is kind of... The big one, in a way, yeah. you know, not not that uh, the Learned Lag Rundle isn't important to us, <laughs> but this one's for the official, uh, I guess, uh, the officially counted win. And as always, we have not discussed in any way uh, what we got today yet, and we will be mm-hmm. giving our uh, our scores as well as our answers. Indeed. So, starting with question one, uh, which asks us. What daytime television program featured Janice Pennington, Diane Parkinson, and Holly Hallstrom for a couple of decades? Uh, this one, uh, I I don't know if I necessarily would have gotten it with any one of them, mm. but all three of the names together just fit exactly into that part of my brain that harkens back to those days when I was off school and got to stay home and watch game shows all morning. Uh, and these were three of the spokesmodels. Barker's Beauties. You know, I didn't want to go there, but okay. Uh, on The Price is Right. These were three of the most famous ones, probably the longest lived. Yes, um, the, these are definitely names that were familiar to me right away, uh, especially with the context of the time frame, 1970s to 90s, on a daytime TV program. Um, carefully not mentioning that it's a game show, of course, mm-hmm. um, because that would give the whole thing away. Um, and, and yes, I watched a lot of The Price is Right as a kid. I think that was a very common experience when you're homesick or, mm-hmm. or had a, a snow day or, you know, just home in the summertime, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you know, The Price is Right was a reliably fun time. And uh, so I, I knew this one pretty easily. And you got zero points for it. So did you. Fair. Question two asks us for a term coined by Time Magazine to describe art that utilizes patterns and designs deceiving to the eye. Yeah, so this one I um, zeroed in very much on that last phrase about patterns and designs deceiving to the eye, and I thought that just simply referred to optical illusion. Um, I just figured that was the only reason why you would, you know disguise that, not really um, thinking that there might be a term for art that uses optical illusions that I had heard of. Um, although, I, you know, actually I should say the term op art crossed my mind when I was thinking of, of that, but I thought, no, this is definitely describing an optical illusion, so that must be what the question is asking for. Uh, ditto in all respects. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're both at zero zero or zero one at this point. Zero one. How do you figure? Oh, we both put zero on because we we got one question correct. We have zero points. Oh yes, off of one. We are both at zero parentheses one. Gotcha. Yes, that is correct. Because it was op art, not optical illusion. Dang it! Anyway, that that made me so mad when I saw it. Mm, Yeah, I I didn't realize that's what op art is. Like, I, I, I don't it, think I would have made that connection. Like it clicked for me afterwards, mm-hmm. and I kind of also looked it up and went, "Oh yeah, with all the patterns and okay. you know whatnot." Like 
if you see examples of op art, you'd be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely that. I thought you were for sure going to get this one because mm-hmm. you read that book about art movements or I stuff haven't like yet, that. though, is the problem. You haven't? No. Oh, well, no. great. <laughs> I'm still I'm still in like the uh, uh, hieroglyphics as art section of oh. that of that thing. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm way behind oh, on that okay. one. I I got that one like three seasons ago after classical music. Right. A similar classical music book served me very well, uh-huh. and I just can't even slog through a description of art. I hate art so much. <laughs> I love art, so it's yeah. worse that I got it wrong, yeah. I suppose. But I, uh, you know. I love art. It's not a great category for me. Um, so I need to, maybe I should read the book and I'll tell you the good parts or sure. something. I don't know. Um, so you missed out on two points Ugh. for that one. You missed out on one. Okay. Question three asks us, uh, what color are um, 15 of the balls in a standard snooker set? Also the color of the number three in regular eight ball pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, as I was reading the question, uh, my, f- my first thought was, okay, I think most of them are red. Uh, I believe all the other ones are white. Mm-hmm. And then I read the, oh, the color of the number three ball. Okay, that one's definitely not white. That's the cue ball. And I kind of just kind of went back and like tried to picture, okay, the one is yellow. Uh, I believe the two is blue. The three is red. And like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of see the the, the red with the three in the middle of it. So, yeah, that's also the 11 ball is the red stripe, and that really s- sticks in my head as well. So I'm going to go with red on this one. Yeah, this one um, I got almost solely from the color of the number three ball. Um, we had a pool table in the basement uh-huh. when I was growing up, um, and that was just, you know, regular eight ball uh, pool, although sometimes we'd put it out and play nine ball as well. Um but yeah, this, I could picture it instantly when I thought the number three ball is red. Um, and that fits with, you know, what little I know about snooker is that it has just a couple colors of balls. And mm-hmm. I, I know right and white and red are in there. So it would have been a, a guess between the two of those, um, I think, if I had not been given the additional clue. But yeah, I, I put down red pretty much right away. Well, you got two points for it. You got one. Yeah. This one, this was a, a tough one for me to score because I was fairly certain you would know it, but I was fairly certain about more things. Mm. And I thought maybe you would just be just confused enough about which ball was which. <laughs> you might have might have gone yellow on that one. Mm. Well, it's true. There's like several colors, mm-hmm. so it's it's not it, uh, it's a limited range of guesses, mm-hmm. but it's not a given. Yep. Wow. So you are up two to one. Woo! I'll enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> Question four asks us to complete the title of a Pulitzer winning play, How I Learned to Blank. Yeah, so this one, you know, describes um, the uh, narrator's story um, or uh, perhaps the author's story of um, childhood trauma. And um, so I thought, well, this is someone learning a fairly basic survival skill is what makes me what, what I think of when I think of someone kind of emerging from that um, difficult struggle or background or what, what however you would phrase it. Um, and so I thought, well, is this about like learning to talk or speak? Is it about learning to breathe? Um, you know, I, obviously I didn't know the title. Um, and so I thought it's got to be something that's pretty succinct, that is kind of like, you know, something that's 
I don't know, has a little bit of a, a, a life or death, death kind of sink or swim type of thing to it. And so I thought maybe it's called How I Learned to Swim. Because, hmm. you know, you got to keep swimming if you're going to sure. survive in the water um, and get to shore, let's say. Um, so I thought, yeah, that sounds like it could be the title of a Pulitzer winning play. Mm-hmm. And I thought, sure, let's go with swim. Reasonable. Uh, I had kind of a, uh, a similar but tangential thought process. I figured that it would be uh, something that people learn how to do, um, but that is, but the act itself would be something sort of dissociative. Mm. Like okay. while this crime was being done to the uh, the central character that they sort of went off in their own mind and were th- mm. trying to think of something else. And that therefore that would be, you know, the, the most likely thing of that would be flying. Oh. Just sort of, okay, I'm, I'm not here. I'm imagining, you know, this not happening to me. I'm doing something else. I am, you know, spreading my wings or I am sure. leaping into the air like a superhero even. And then and, you would suggest like, yeah, liberation. Right. From, right. From so, so I went with fly. That's a really good thought. Mm. Uh, the answer is drive. Though. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Slightly more prosaic than what we Dang were going it. for. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you missed two points on that. And as did you. As well. You are ahead one to nothing. Oh, boy. Uh, question five asks us what candy takes its name. And this was a really hard question to read. Can I say? Like, okay. I, I had a hard time, like grabbing on to what it was asking for. But the name of the candy that derives from the droop of a small shrub and now comes in a collection of flavors. I couldn't land on this. Like, I, I knew what it was asking for from, from the mm. first read-through. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't come up with anything. I tried thinking of all the droops I could think of. And yep. then I figured, okay, I'm not thinking of the... Clearly not thinking of the correct thing because nothing came to me. So I just... Maybe I'm forgetting that some kind of fruit is actually a droop, and let's just go with all the fruits I can think of that are used in gummy-type candies, Mm. and nothing was coming to me that could possibly be it. So I just sort of went back to the gummy candy idea and thought, maybe this is Haribo? Mm. Um, Because I don't know what that is. Um, (laughs) What what Haribo is, I mean, I know what the candy is. I don't know what the word means. Right. Uh, other than the fact that I know that it is actually German and not mm-hmm. Japanese, as you might think from the name. True. Haribo. Um, so I saw that it was, you know, introduced by the Haida Candy Company, which sounds kind of vaguely Germanic. It and does. thought, maybe that's it. Maybe the maybe the fruit is, you know, the uh, Zizifus Haribo or something mm. like that, or it's known as that in German, and it's actually something else that's going to be really obvious once I once <laughs> we find out about it. But that was all I could come up with, was Haribo. Yeah, this one really stumped me as well, um, surprisingly, because, you know, not only is food my top category, but candy is one of my top foods as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, but the thing that I thought this referred to initially when I made my way through the swamp of clues that, you know, tell us about the the shrub and the fruit and the current flavors and the making of the thing and on and on. 
Um, and I was thinking of, you know, the, and, oh, and this whole, um, the similarly named candy sibling mm-hmm. that, you know, that didn't, that should have helped me and didn't at all. And I, um, thought of though, you know, those little, um, gummy raspberry and blackberry candies, there's like red ones and black ones oh, yeah, yeah. and they have little non on the outside. So they look kind of textured mm-hmm. like sure. the things. And I was like, you know, that was the thing that came closest to me, even though I was like, you know, those things grow on canes, not really shrubs, except maybe blackberries grow on something with a shinier leaf. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and so, and I, you know, beyond that, I had to think of like, it's not like Necco wafers. It's because this is yeah, like, it's an I... old timey kind of candy. Um, and because, but those are not gummy. So it's not right. that. Um, and I think they're even older than 1920. They're like super old, aren't they? Necco wafers? Uh, I don't think they go past the 19th century, but they're, they're, right. they're closer to the 20th, turn okay. of the 20th century, I would say. Um, the, I, 20, 1920 would seem only a little late for them is what I would say. A mm-hmm. um, couple decades, maybe. So, um, but yeah, I just racked my brains over this one and I could not think of, you know, I, I was thinking maybe sort of in the right direction of things like uh, Good and Plenties and mm-hmm. Now and Laters mm-hmm. and those kind of semi-terrible candies that come in multiple <laughs> flavors in the same box. <laughs> You know, butterscotches. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but then I was like, violet, lilac, lime, wild cherry, or lemon. Like for a while, I thought about, is there such a? I think there's such a thing as a bearberry. Um, and okay. I thought maybe gummy bears were named after those, but I was oh, like, okay. no, I don't think that you know really makes sense either. Because then, what's the sibling product? Um, and you know, I just went around and around, and I. Even the raspberry answer, I'm like, I don't think they make like violet raspberry candies or lime ones or, you know, lemon flavored little raspberry looking gummy things. Um, But it was all I could really, you know, get close to was those raspberries and the blackberries and the fact that they, you know, could be sort of related and maybe were sold separately or introduced together, you know, which also Mm kind of makes sense. Um and so I ended up putting down raspberries because I just thought that's reasonable. I think maybe could be it, but that's all I got. It was jujubes or juju yeah, fruit. I, I guess. Which, I, yeah, I, wow. I, I've started to think I don't know if I've had jujubes if some hmm. of them are violet and lilac. Yeah, I mean, they're they're gumdrops. They're, mm-hmm. Yeah, little pellet. Yes, yeah, slightly smaller than your typical gumdrop and mm-hmm. with that kind of scalloped edge. Yeah, and then well, mm-hmm. then juji fruits. I know I've had. Yeah, juji many fruits. Times. I think are just like because they're like little fruity shaped versions. I think. I, I I remember them as just being round, but that might just be the fruit shape. Maybe. They might also be prolate spheroids and the like. Mm. But yeah, so you missed three points on that one. Really? Yeah. How dare you? It's That's a, my best category. A, What's yeah, wrong with a, you? It's a weird candy thing that I couldn't oh, come up with. I, and I figured, okay, like, this is so strange that it's going to be something that she doesn't know either. How dare you? How many did I miss? Two? Three. Three? Okay. Well, fruit is your bottom category, though. Or, or food fruit. is... Is it? Wow. I thought, thought it would be it's... art, but okay. 
It's pretty close to in, the bottom. In my defense, most of the food drink problems are from drink. But, mm. but yeah, and I mean, candy I'm pretty good at. It's just this particular one. It, well, oh. yeah, I mean, part of my rationale, too, was That's like right, if right. I found it a hard one to mm-hmm. parse through. Oh, yeah. I thought that even more. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, this was a somewhat deserved three. I would have, I would have leaned more on op art, but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then I thought I knew that one, so <laughs> I figured it'd be easier for you. It could because it was easy for me. Woof. So, anyway, all right. So you are still up one zero, I believe. Yes, as far as points. Yes. Yes. You you are up one. Because we've both gotten two correct so far. Yes. Okay. Oh, uh, then you're up two to one. Yes. Oh yeah. What what did I get for number three? Was that just one? Um. Yes. Okay. Okay. That explains it. Yes. Two one. Okay. Uh, number six. The uh, Heinrich Herrer wrote a fast-paced travel and adventure story about seven years where. Yeah. So this one was was took me a while to. Um. It was, and oh, speaking of stealth film questions. Mm Hmm. That's yep. where I uh, managed to, to get a hold of this one. Um, I, I hit, for a while, I was stuck on, you know, I, I didn't think I would be able to think of the location because I've never heard of this author or, you know, I, I've not read this type of book very much. Um, and so I uh, um, just kind of was stuck on like modes of transportation, like, spending seven years in a submarine or on a train or like riding a motorcycle, you know, traveling around. Um, But then I was like, that's not really how you ask a question about that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, seven years spent where those aren't really where's right. They're not locations. They're, you know, ways of getting around. Um, So I thought, okay, well, if I have to think about like, if I, if I, thought of someone spending seven years somewhere um then after kind of clearing out the cobweb of this is not 12 years a slave you don't you know stop thinking that brain <laughs> um i was like well then it's seven years in oh there was that that one that's seven years in tibet and it i had a weird reaction to it because I keep thinking Tibet is an answer for something and it never is. Like, <laughs> it's become my weird, like Asian, you know, area of the continent that I, you know, I just gravitate toward guessing for whatever reason, because mm-hmm. it's in near, near Mount Everest or it's the controversy over its sovereignty or it's, you know, just whatever. Um, but uh, the more I thought about it, I thought, yeah, seven years in Tibet. And then I was like, they made that movie of it with Brad Pitt going around, mm-hmm. you know, traveling mm-hmm. around there. Um, and then I was like, yes, I am pretty darn sure that this must be Tibet. And so that's what I put down. Uh, yeah, I just kind of read through and, oh, seven years, that's seven years in Tibet. Was that from 1953? That sounds about right. I remember, I don't remember whether I saw the movie, which probably means I didn't, but I remember seeing like the ads and such and thinking yeah this was like a this is like from the 30s or 40s period piece mm-hmm. you know with brad pitt and yeah the travel and adventure part i remember it i remember it like kind of 
having a, a a very split sort of advertising uh marketing push where like some of the ads were very much about the tibet of it and the oh. you know here here's where he found peace and he meditated and you know met spiritual people sure. and then some of it was like brad pitt oh yeah <laughs> Riding a motorcycle in the 30s. Oh, yeah. That's where the there motorcycle Nazis, I think, yeah. came from when I was thinking of. Entirely possible, yeah. So so it was this very like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> uh, sort of sort of ad stack mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, but yeah, I immediately knew that this was Tibet. All right. And that was the correct answer. And you got a point for it. So did you. Yeah. So there we go. Three, two. Did I you out? Three, two. Good job. I was, I was in a bad mood all day because I was like, I have lost this one. He is, you know. This, this just yeah. didn't, didn't hit me in my, uh, in my good places. You know, the, the art question, the mm, yeah, uh, pedophilia play question. Oh my gosh. Droop question. I, I, sw- I swear Thorsten found out what a droop was like a year ago and decided to <laughs> just all absolutely screw with us him. for seasons and seasons. <laughs> I don't know, there's probably been like two droop questions, but I boned both of them. So one of them was about what a droop is. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, like it was the answer to the question. Yeah. So we should we should have known. Like this is a this is a new thing that has been discovered. So <laughs> we're going to hear everybody. about it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to hear about it. So that means you're uh, two and zero oh this season Woo. again, me. That's thank goodness. That brings me closer to even with you. I think I mm-hmm. our record was like four six and four for like for my. My wins, like I've lost six I think times this to you, puts you tied to four, four times. three and four, I or think three, it's four, five, and four. six, and four, or something. Yeah. something around there. I'm, but I'm we're, up one we're, or two, yeah, <laughs> but um, not by many. Sounds right. Um, so that's that's very exciting for me. That's as that's as good as getting a beer, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm just um, glad you didn't, because last time you did. <laughs> well, so. I mean, yeah, I guess I I'm not exactly knocking you out of first place. In the rundle? Third. Third? Yeah. Oh, after yesterday? Yeah. Oh, I've never been in first this this season. I thought you were. No. Okay. No, I've been... Uh, I've been or second, hold... maybe. I've been in the green pretty consistently, but mm-hmm. uh, we got somebody in, in that rundle who's pretty damn good. I don't know, yeah, I don't know the why they're suddenly person, yeah. in there. And they're, they're rocking it, so... Yeah, well... I might fall out of the green. I, we'll see I might move... Well, you might move up I'm, into it. I'm a ways down. You're like, ways down? Oh, yeah, you're like I'm ninth. I'm like ninth now because of yeah, yesterday's Yeah, you, really, you really stepped on yesterday. Yeah. I have I had two losses in a row, mm-hmm. so that kind of knocked me back. Yeah. Um, so, but maybe the 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 comeback drive starts now so Could I can be. try to climb up into the green with you. <laughs> Let, let's hope so. We can hope. I think that'd be fun. So that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. Follow us on Twitter at LRNDLG. That's Learned League Without the Vowels. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.